0: And welcome once again to another edition of A Plain Answer here at Redeemer Broadcasting. I'm Dan Elmendorf. On the Zoom line with us today is Pastor Bill Smith of Cornerstone Reformed Church. And Pastor Bill, it's an honor to have you on with us today.
1: It is good to be on with you again, once again, Dan.
0: You um, write some articles now and then for Kuyperian, uh Commentary. And a recent one had to do, in a very practical way, with parental discipline um, in the home. You know, we have our covenant children, we we love them, we want to raise them in godly ways. I'm older than you now, and now, that, now we have uh, grandchildren. Um, so, let's talk today a little bit about discipline in the home and raising godly children. And maybe you can get us started talking about some of the pieces from your article here, Bill. Sure.
1: All right. Well, you know, discipline. Uh, of course, whenever somebody hears that word, usually, is negative connotations that come to mind, um, and there's there, there's good reason for that because a lot of our discipline is as it tends to be corrective because there are, as, as Solomon says, foolishness is bound up in the heart of a child. And the rod of correction drives it far from him, and so there's a lot in Proverbs about correction. But the but the the word itself used in Proverbs, sometimes translated instruction, um, in, in many many translations, uh, the Hebrew word speaks about a chastening lesson, and it's a little bit broader than correction. It's uh, it's about training. It would be training like a soldier might go through, or Training like an athlete might go through. It's the it's the training in order to shape character and give direction to a child's life. And so, in in all of that, correction is involved. But there is a but what you're trying to do is to shape the character of a child so that he can fulfill the purpose that God has given to him and enjoy the rewards that God promises him. So uh, there are numerous ways that we discipline our children and one of which is correction one of the one of the things i think that we do need to put before them is an example when uh, not only an example but instruction i mean of course we tend to think of instruction simply as a transfer of ideas from one brain to another and we need to be careful about that because instruction involves not only that even though it involves that it involves putting a godly standard, a beautiful example before our children so that they will love the standard, so that they will love, they will come to be attracted to the beauty of our lives. And so that all of that is involved in discipline and, and uh, where they stray from that standard, where they stray from the aim that God puts before us uh, for our children, then we do need to correct but uh, discipline discipline involves much more than correction. So uh, I think that's one of the things that uh, needs to be made clear as we approach the whole subject.
0: Yes. Yeah, I could vision uh, a young person that um, maybe they have all the right answers uh, in their young age <laughs> and almost mm-hmm. robot-like actions, but they have no love for God. Um and so part of this wisdom and training and instruction is certainly to encourage a love for God. Now, I know that the Holy Spirit plays a huge role here in in, right. in dealing with the child's heart. Can you talk to that just a little bit?
1: Well, absolutely. I mean, the Spirit is the one who ultimately changes hearts. But one of the things, again, uh, there, are, there are ditches on the side of the roads <laughs> that, yeah. that we, we think— We think either it's all the rod, or all all of this um, behavioral modification, or it's all the spirit. Right. In the sense that, uh, well, we're just going to pray our children into doing right and and these types of things. But the the reality is that God has ordained that He has ordained certain means through which the Spirit works in order to accomplish His purposes. So, for instance, uh, we can sit and pray and and ask God to nourish our bodies. And, but if we don't plow fields and take up a fork to eat the food that's prepared, we're going to starve to death. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Spirit uses means to sustain us, and if we don't employ the work that He's ordained for us, then he isn't, th- those purposes aren't going to be accomplished. So uh, the entire time we are training our children, we are on our knees, Praying that the Spirit would make his make make our work effective. It's just like praying for a harvest. You know, you, you plant and you water. God gives the increase. You're praying for those things, but you don't neglect planting and watering and cultivating um, because of prayer. It's all of those things together. And so with so it is with our children. And our and our children are uh, that that farming. Uh, metaphor is appropriate because our children are little plots of soil that need to be cultivated. I mean, they, one of the things that the Bible speaks about is uh, uh, the seed, <laughs> the seed, the seed of the man, the seed of the woman. And that is, of course, we, we automatically jump to children and ultimately Christ in Genesis 315. But there's a correlation between the two and, and that that it's a rich metaphor is that our children are little plots of soil, little gardens that need to be cultivated, and the thorns and thistles need to be weeded out, and good plants need to be made. And so uh, we are, as parents, we are farmers in that way, and so we have to cultivate. We have to cultivate the children. And in all of that, with that bigger picture like that, we see the Spirit works with our planting and our cultivating and our watering And with our prayers, and so it's not—it's not one or the other. Uh, It's not mechanical. There is nothing mechanical about child rearing. Our children aren't machines, and if you just plug this in and do this, then everything's going to turn out all right. And um, and that's where I think what you're talking about—the lack of love, treating our children Mm. as if they are merely cogs or some type of machine—that if you just do this and do this and do this. Like we're checking things off a list (laughs) uh, that everything's going to, that everything's going to turn out. Okay. But it's, it's it's more than that. It's a, it's the involvement in a culture, uh, and, and bringing them along in that, uh, and loving, loving them, uh, and having that, that larger purpose for their lives. Um, and not just trying to get through our parenting with all the right, uh, mechanics, so to speak. Mm -hmm. So, um, yeah, that's <laughs> that's yeah. my thoughts there. Yeah,
0: no, that's good. Um, your article I referred back to Proverbs many times throughout the article, and I I love the Proverbs. I I'll go to that in the morning and kind of match up the ch- not every morning, but match up the chapter with the day. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and read through it. And every time I read it, I learn something. It's it's like. Um, it 's always fresh it 's a wonderful book of the bible yes. very very practical and um, very deep actually you know that as as a spirit ap- applies god 's word to your heart you there 's new things you learn it seems all the time at least i do um, yeah. now today we 're talking with pastor bill smith he 's the pastor of Cornerstone Reformed Church, also an author at Kyperion Commentary. And i got to admit, Bill, I forgot exactly when our interview was going to be. I was thinking it was 2 o'clock, and you didn't show up. I thought, oh, well, maybe he got busy. And I thought, well, maybe it was the time difference. Maybe he'll be there at 3. And then I actually looked up my calendar and realized, oh, it's actually (laughs) 4. So, so, folks, uh, this guy was right on time. (laughs) It it was me that was all messed up. Um, Let's talk about when a child in a Christian home, and he becomes rebellious or she becomes rebellious, and he needs some firmer correction, put it that way. Yeah. Uh, How do you deal with this child that um, he's developed a a hardness of the heart during a short period of time, and if you leave that, if you let that simmer, and it becomes part and parcel of his life, you know that later on there's going to be immense problems in this young person's life so let's deal with it you know right away that's where my head is at but how do how do we do that any any words of wisdom that that won't get us in trouble over the air
1: (laughs) well that's a that's a very good question um and there are a lot of factors involved in that i mean you first of all you have to take in consideration the stage of life yes uh when you're when you're dealing with very young children um there's not a lot of reasoning with them they need to know as children this is right this is wrong you do what mom and daddy say yeah and so and that that has to be enforced those boundaries have to be enforced and they have to be enforced consistently um consistency is one of the biggest challenges for any parent um and inconsistency in discipline with children not knowing where the boundaries are all the time is exasperating children. That's that's one of the things I think that Paul mm-hmm. uh, at least can be derived from what Paul says in Ephesians chapter six, not to exasperate our children or provoke our children to anger. If the lines are always moving, if at one time you're coming down real hard on something and another time the same the same action is not being disciplined, uh, the children will be confused. They will be exasperated. They don't know when to act, how, and so consistency is a big thing. Whether you're dealing with toddlers or you're dealing with teenagers, it, mm-hmm. doesn't, it doesn't matter. Consistency is a big, big deal. But when you're when you're dealing with a when you're dealing with toddlers, uh, you, there's not a lot of reason. It's just a matter of mom and daddy said you need to obey. You need to trust us. But one of the things about Proverbs is that it is a um, it is a book that's written by a father to his son who is who is uh, an heir to the throne, if you will. Solomon's a king. He's teaching his son to be a king. And uh, things aren't as clear-cut anymore as when he was a toddler. And mm-hmm. So he is, he's having to make decisions. He's having to make decisions about, for instance, when to answer a fool according to his folly and when not to answer a fool according to his folly, because Solomon states both. And so there is a – as children enter into adolescence – there's a different way to deal with them. Right. Um, and you do have to reason with them and they have to understand. And I think this is one of the things Proverbs brings out. I'm, I'm preaching through Proverbs right now. This is why all my articles are on Proverbs. Mm. And so one of the things that uh, that Proverbs brings out is that the son, the Sun has to see the two ways the way of folly, the way of wisdom. He has to see the two women, harlot folly and lady wisdom. And he has to make choices. And there are some things that the parents at a particular time cannot control, that they get to the place where they say, son or daughter, here are the two ways. If you head down this path, this path of foolishness, this is what your life's going to look like. Is that what you want? Mm. Or if you head down this path of wisdom, this is what your life's going to look like. Is that what you want? And you have to appeal to that sense of not only what is right and wrong, but what is beautiful, what is good, what is true, over against what is ugly and evil. And uh, and so now that is based upon the fact that you had trained your children from a young age. Uh, Solomon talks about training the heart, that the rod that he speaks about, uh, he says, the rod of correction drives foolishness far from the heart. Right. And so this is not just a matter of a, of a, um, of a physical punishment um, that is just meant to inflict pain, whether you're talking about the principle of the rod, which is psychological pain or physical pain. Um, the whole point is to shepherd, as Ted Tripp said, shepherd a child's heart. Yes. It is to um, it is to change his heart, and you don't do that just by whacking. Uh, that there's a whole your your point. Your um, the purpose is to create reconciliation and to bring order to Amen. your child's world and back to your own relationship, because that's what wisdom does. Wisdom orders things properly. And so the rod is one of those things that is an instrument of the parent to bring order back to the home, to bring order to the child's life. Uh, And so instruction and uh, positive pursuits and the rod, all these things work together to help a child order his life. And it reshapes his heart. It shapes his desires, his will, his intentions, um, the way he thinks. And that's, that's our aim as parents. And that's what, we, that's what we're wanting to do. And whether you're talking about toddler or teenager, even though you may have different, even though you should have different methods along the way, uh, this, the same aim is there. Mm. Uh, and and, and that's, what, that's what we have to be doing as parents. Now, uh, that doesn't mean, again, because our children aren't machines, that doesn't mean that everything's always going to work out mm. uh, just right. Children still have and and throughout proverbs there there are still sons that turn out to be scoffers mm-hmm. that become shame to fathers and mothers mm. uh, even if they've been trained well now I think we do have promises I think we can have hope but um, but the fact is those types of that type of rebellion is sometimes mysterious we don't exactly know why some children as you say take to it and some some don 't yeah um, that's that 's the secret counsels of God and i <laughs> and i, I can 't go there i I just know we 've been given responsibility, we do what we can in 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 hope and in faith, yes trusting god 's word and his promises, and then uh the the results are all up to God for sure
0: now as your you and your wife have raised children, um, have you noticed I think you probably have that each child is, is so unique, and sometimes the discipline needed for one child is different than the discipline needed for another. We, we had one child who needed perhaps more discipline, and uh, another child that came later just simply needed less. And yeah. so um, the discipline style and everything kind of varied from child to child. Have you found anything like that in your family?
1: Yes. Yes. We, we raised six children and we're still, (laughs) we still have, we still
0: have a few more
1: before they leave the house. Um, And so uh, we're, we're kind of at the end where all of our children are older uh, now. I mean, my youngest is 17 about to turn 18. So, Mm. um, so we're at that, we're at that stage, but they have all been different. And one of the things that I try to encourage parents with is that God created each of our child, each of our children as individuals and as parents, because and this goes back to the mechanics of it. We're, we're just not, we're not just mechanical. We're not just doing everything like we're on an assembly line. Um, parenting requires work and it requires effort to get to know your children. Um, and that so that you can work with the grain yeah, uh, if you're familiar with woodworking, you can yes. work with the grain of your children. Yes, um, and uh, and say, okay, how has God created them? How can I how can I move this child to the right direction? Some of them, like you said, are a lot more stubborn. Um, some of them are much more compliant, but could be manipulative. Uh, they approach you in a very passive aggressive way. Some of them are just more. Forthright and and uh, belligerent, <laughs> so, mm. so you you do have to approach them all. With, and, and of course, you're dealing with boys and girls differently as well. That's and right. so so there's not there's not a mechanical approach to parenting. Uh, it's it's a matter of uh, just like there's not a mechanical approach to marriage. Uh, a man must dwell with his wife according to knowledge. He must learn his wife. He may know a lot of things about women in general, but he's got to know his wife. Just like parents. They There are a lot of children out there, but they have to know their children. Uh, and that is you can get counsel from other people, you can get help from other people uh, in general principles, but in applying it, uh, it it requires the parent to have wisdom to apply that to his or her own children.
0: Mm. Many directions we could go right now in this discussion. I had a couple of thoughts pop into my mind, and, and one is um, – Leadership in the church, elders, I'm going to just jump to that for a moment. Um, When the church picks out elders, I think there are some implications there that that the Scripture would have us keep in mind. Uh, Requirements for those elders uh, pertaining to marriage, the family, children, do any of those pop into your mind as you think about it?
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah, I I mean, of course, one of the requirements— For pastors is to have a well-ordered home, and that this goes back to um, this goes back to what I was talking about about the nature of wisdom. One of the things that you one of one of the requirements for a pastor is that he have a certain level of wisdom, and wisdom just to go back and define it is uh, basically knowing how relationships ought to be, and having the skill to put them in order Hmm. Uh, and you can, that's everything from artwork because Bezalel, he was, he was, had the spirit of wisdom. He was able to put together the tabernacle Uh, or Solomon who was able to judge things rightly, whether you're talking about art or people, it's the wisdom is the ability to put things in proper relationships with one another. And so if, if a man can't put his household in a proper order how can he put the church of God in a proper order, the household right. of God in a proper order, and that's and I think that's what Paul is is talking about there. He said he needs to be able to order. He needs to show in his in his smaller domain, <laughs>
0: yeah, in his true. smaller
1: area of responsibility, that he can order that world. And when he does that, then he can then he can go to the larger world of the house of God to put it in order. Hmm. But uh, there is a. There is there's, there's a, a correlation, Paul and i we don't have time to get into all this, but there's a correlation between pastors and Solomon and all of these uh all of these images uh like in first Corinthians three uh, and so there's there's this necessity for wisdom that the, that's the pastor has and he has to prove it in his own household first
0: yeah oh that's well put. And another category, and maybe we'll end with this one. Okay. Um, so far, we've been talking about the Christian home and uh, raising children, the discipline of children. Somebody listening today might say, "Well, I, I'm not in that situation at all. I just, I just got out of prison. Um, I came from a broken home, and everything's just fallen apart all around me." Um, any wisdom for that person today? I know that I'm throwing a curveball at you here. <laughs> but you know, maybe they're totally discouraged. Um you know, he might be saying, "Where do I even start?" Um yeah. any any words of wisdom for that that person that's kind of they they know they're broken and and they want to do right, but they're not even sure where to start. Yeah, that's that's
1: a good question and of course it depends on his situation whether or not he's single yeah. has a family and all those things but um he, he the reality is he's got to start where he is i mean that's that's he can't wish and hope and regret everything that has uh, sure. that he doesn't have and he's got to start with small disciplines small disciplines in his own life um doing little things. And I know, uh, Jordan Peterson is not a believer, but, but one of his 12 principles is basically make, make your bed. (laughs) That's right. (laughs) Yeah. You start, you start with those small things and start training your mind and your body to do those things. Read your Bible, pray, go be with God's people, make good friends. Um, and you, and you start disciplining yourself to do those things. And you do it, as Proverbs speaks about, uh, little by little or literally hand by hand. You, mm. you, you're not looking to make huge leaps all the time. You get up each day and you do the next right thing. And, um, and so it's those smaller disciplines that become bigger over time. And, and so, so that you're uh, slowly making progress. And that's that's really all you can do. I mean, it would depend on the person's particular situation, but in general, as a general principle, uh, that's what you have to do.
0: Yeah, well put. That's wonderful. And um, we started off talking about the book of Proverbs, and I am reminded of Solomon and that that scene of where the Lord is basically asking, what can I give you? And instead of Asking for great riches He asks for wisdom Basically to know God To know the living God yeah. And and um, the other things were just Benefits of, of a relationship That's really true and real With God himself right. um, Well today we've been Talking with Pastor Bill Smith Cornerstone Reformed Church Bill if someone would like to read more Online Where can they go?
1: Uh I do post all of my stuff at Commentary, uh, dot Commentary.com, and um, also on our church website at uh, Cornerstone Reform. Uh, I'll just make make sure I don't have to go there a lot, so org, mm-hmm. and I have a page there with also some papers, but most of my short uh, uh, articles are on Kuyperian Commentary.
0: Oh, beautiful. Well, we really thank you very much for taking your precious time and sharing it with our listeners today. And Pastor Bill Smith, uh, pastor of Cornerstone Reformed Church in Carbondale, Illinois, thank you so much for joining us today.
1: Well, it is my pleasure. Thank you, Dan.
0: And dear listener, please join us next week for another edition of A Plain Answer.